Hello everyone. Welcome to Desk Doodles. I'm your host, Sapna Malhotra. What does education mean to people? What does education mean to student? What does it mean to a parent? These are some of the thoughts and ideas we are going to brainstorm through our podcast. We are going to get an interesting guest. We are going to get in people who in their own way have contributed to education. And we're going to figure out ways how we can redesign, redefine, and transform our education system. Without much ado, I'm going to call on our guest today. She is a wonderful educator. She is an amazing, super talented glass mosaic artist. A very dear friend of mine. Please welcome Deepika. Deepika Sharma. Hi, Deepika. Hi. Welcome to the talk. Thank you so much. Welcome to here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. And like I was telling my viewers, um, I think the best will come out when the person tells her story herself. So let's hear it from you. What is Deepika Sharma's journey been like? How she joined in as an educator? What work you did and what you're doing now? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so it's been quite an interesting and diverse uh, journey for me. I started by being a commerce graduate. I uh, uh, did it from Delhi University. Um, after, along with that, I was uh, doing. I finished my diploma in uh, fashion designing from YWCA wow. and had a short stint in the Delhi uh, Polytech, uh, South Delhi Polytechnic also. After that, I joined an export house. I used to design quilts uh, wow. for export. These were hand quilted uh, quilts, you know, made with patchwork. And that was an interesting part of my life. It was, it, it was my first step into the, uh, you know, uh, working world. Wow. And uh, I had some very interesting experiences then. Um, going forward, I got married, went to the US. Um, again, I did a few courses. Interestingly, I did some courses in uh, computers, as was the norm then in e-commerce. Uh, yeah. um, although, although I did end up using that ever, but it has been a learning experience for me. Yeah, I think no learning goes uh, waste. I mean, if yeah. learning comes handy some or the other point of uh, time in your life, right? Absolutely. In fact, I have so many uh, interesting anecdotes, you know, which, uh, which actually made one realizes, you know, one, realizes that anything you learn in life, whether it be big or small, it definitely comes in handy at some part of your life. True. So, yeah. So, coming forward, I, uh, uh, yeah. So, I finished that. Then I did a diploma in uh, nursery teachers training also. Wow. So, um, I got into this field of uh, teaching. Uh, there was a time my son was very small and I was looking to be busy. Um, so this uh, a friend of mine who was the vice principal of uh, India International School, um, she approached me and because she'd seen me um, do a lot of activities, art and craft and otherwise, because I've been always been an art and craft person. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she uh, asked me to why not try this out. So along with doing the teacher's training course, I joined that and that, that is where my journey in the teaching Education. world education world started and I think it really really opened my eyes not only as a uh, you know teacher teaching and educator but also as a parent right and uh, uh, yeah my experience has been pretty interesting I was in the uh, education field with 
uh, primary, uh, pre-primary children. Uh, right. And after that, I left that. Yeah. Um, uh, I had some personal reasons. And then um, I got into mosaic art. Wow. Now, from as, from uh, you know, the fashion to education and now to mosaic, uh, glass mosaic artistry. I mean, you're so, you know, it, the spectrum is so wide, Deepika. I mean, it's interesting. It is, it is interestingly wide, yes. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I'm sorry, continue. What were you saying? That's exactly what I think uh, is the essence of what you've been doing is like, you've been a learner throughout the journey, right? You've been picking up things, you've been learning. And I think that is what is so important in life to be, you know, a learner and keep on experimenting and keep on moving forward with, uh, you know, uh, whatever you're learning. That's, that's. Yes. So now um, at present, you know, apart from being a homemaker, which is a 24 seven job by itself, yeah. I am definitely, um, I'm into mosaics. I take workshops, I do commission pieces. And uh, I'm enjoying this phase definitely. And I think, you know, I've realized that, you know, I learn every time I take a workshop, you know, it's, I end up learning something myself, not only teaching, but you know, it, it, it kind of uh, broadens your horizon with everybody's, you know, you meet so many interesting people. True, true. Um, So yeah, this has been my journey. Um, uh, Quite a mix and match of stuff, but then um, I think that's what is, that is what is uh, Deepika Sharma. It's a mix of stuff. Yes. It is. yes. <laughs> okay. So it is. if, if, if point blank, if I were to say, um, you know, what does Deepika Sharma, when she looks back as a kid, that little Deepika from school days, what is the first thing that pops to your mind? I, you know what, uh, you mean to say in terms of education? No, just anything. The first memory on the shelf of your, you know, memories. When I say Deepika Sharma as a kid in school, so something, whatever anecdote or what comes. Yeah, I, your... Interestingly, I, uh, you know, I was born and brought up in Hyderabad uh, till I was eleven years old. So uh, the earliest memories of uh, school. I mean, for me, what pops up is the time I spent in Saint Anne's Hyderabad, which was a very nice time actually. Uh, the the uh, yeah, that's what comes to my mind. You know, there were so many activities at that time, and it was a very pleasant experience for me. Yeah, let's put it so that was way. Was Deepika Sharma uh, one naughty brat of a kid, or was she no. like a uh, no, no, no. serious girl? Actually, I've never been naughty. Uh, uh, I've been. Uh, I generally, I have actually towed the line. But now, looking back, I feel I think I could have you know, gone out and been a little bit more naughty than I, I, <laughs> I, yeah. I was. So, um, I guess you have much more interesting, uh, you know, stories to tell if you've been, you know, if you've told out of the line than on the line. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think, uh, you know, uh, the best part is that when you, when I asked you about your school life and it just brought a smile on your face and uh, it, it's what happens, like, you know, I conduct these sessions for teachers also. And whenever during those sessions, I tell them, I do this very often with them that, you know, just go back into memory and think about your school days and, you know, bring out something. And it just, 
everybody has this beautiful smile and it yeah. just warms up their heart because I think school life is something that is so precious to each and every one of us. And when we are in school, I think uh, it does get tough at times. It does become hard at times. But um, once you step out of school, I think it always is such a cherishable uh, moment to, you know, recollect. So um, let, let's, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully I've had a good, uh, I've had some good teachers, of course, you know, there are teachers who probably you don't uh, agree uh, yeah. with, but then overall it's been a good experience, yeah. So going ahead with that, with today's, uh, you know, the big question for our talk today is, uh, what does education mean to Deepika? What does it mean to you? Yeah, so um, I would talk about education today, in today's lifestyle, the life that we are leading, the kind of uh, families we have, the kind of, you know, a place we come from, because nowadays there are nuclear families. Yeah. And as in very small families, it might be a three, uh, you know, not even four, now it might yeah. be three people in a family. Right. And I, you know, the dynamics of education has changed Yeah. Uh, quite a bit, I feel. Um, uh, what I feel is that, you know, initially, uh, when, when, you know, even when we were small, our grandparents were with us or, you know, there were people coming in, going out. Um, there was a lot of learning right there. We, we mm -hmm. didn't realize it, but then, you know, there would be somebody giving you some input here and there. Absolutely. Now, in today's lifestyle, I feel that, you know, as parents also, when you are new parents, sometimes you are unaware. Right. You know, you might want the best for your child, but in the in, in, in this whole process, in today's world, what I've realized is that you might end up just, uh, instead of exposing your child to a lot of experiences, you might just have a one view. Right. Uh, you know, hmm. I feel in today's world, it's very important for children to get a very holistic, a very whole education, not only based on uh, just, you know, getting the marks in school. It, it is not about getting, uh, you know, uh, uh, this much percentage and you know you're very intelligent i think right. for me i realized that life skills definitely matters a lot along with you know what you're doing in school um and, and as they say you know there are there is an iq there's you know intelligent quotient there is you know eq there is sq and now it's Absolutely, absolutely. And so, absolutely. so if you look into it, if you look at our present education system, the way we teach our children. So uh, do you think that there is, there is need for a change? There is need to tweak it a little bit, to redesign it? Or are you, you know, you feel that it is, uh, you know, the best form of uh, teaching at present? No, I, I uh, see, I, um, I definitely feel that there has to be a way uh, to reach out to children. Absolutely. Uh, what I feel is that the, the emphasis has become so much on getting into X, Y, or Z colleges. Or, you know, um, uh, let me take in terms of India. Even now, whatever we may say, the, the, the whole process of the parents, the, the way the parents' mind is, works is that, okay, engineering... You do your engineering, you do your medical or you do your MB and you're sorted. I really feel that that is now not how it is. You know, yeah. there's a lot more to, there's a lot more to education. There's a lot more to do out there apart from just these fields. Absolutely. Okay? So, yeah. So I feel, um, you know, apart from learning what, you know, in, in the school, in the classroom, from the books, I think a lot emphasis needs to be put on 
using your hands, using going out and interacting. It might be gardening or it might be taking up, uh, you know, carpentry or whatever. You know, all these things teaches you. It is not only about you know, uh, uh, making a box out of wood, you know, it's a lot goes into it. There's a lot of calculation happening. There's a lot of using your brain happening. So I think, and also, yeah, there, there, there sh it should be a proper mix of certain things that we yes. feel that should be, you know, the basic ingredients of education. So, the, uh, I mean, I would also like what you're saying is that there needs to be a little bit of imagination. There needs to be a little bit of exploring, little bit of experimenting. Okay, the reading and writing has to come in. It can be placed, right? But on the table, there should be so much more. There should be gamification. There should be storytelling because uh, I think... You, you could not have put it better. I mean, probably, you know, you are... I've always looked up to you as an educator because the way you reach out to children is something I have always, always admired and, you know, strive to do that. No, I mean, you've been my colleague. I've seen you work with little children and they literally eat out of your hand. Uh -huh. So definitely, you know, you, I, you, your passion definitely comes through and it also inspires, you know, teachers like me who, um, you know, I, I, I reach out to children. I think I can, I gel well with them. I can, you know, and the biggest thing that is teaching has taught me is patience. How important Absolutely. it is for parents as well as for teachers to be patient. I think that is one thing which is really lacking. True, true. Uh, and I know. think the children, the, the children absolutely understand that. You know, uh, I still remember that's one thing I used to do with children, even in the beginning years when my kids were little and now they're like, you know, in colleges and grown up. So I used to always ask children, okay, which teacher do you like? Okay, which one is your favorite teacher? So they would say X, Y, Z, whichever name. And I would say, why? You know, but she's kind. So that you know, it stays with the child. I think the first thing that gets to a child is how does the teacher, you know, uh, approach, how much, uh, you know, the teacher is approachable from a child's point of view. It is so important. Right? I, I absolutely see this is, uh, if you ask me what I, you know, what I've taken away in all these years, what I've taken away is that, you know, you really need to have patience at least with smaller children because you are introducing them in the world of learning. Let I would not say... Uh, about schooling, I would say about learning. True. So it is so important to have patience because you know what, every child has their level and they reach there, but it yeah. might be one, you know, one month before or one month after. Absolutely. We cannot put every child at that age at one level and say that, okay, you know, she's a fast learner. This child, you know, out of a class of 30, there might yeah. be, you know, some children who might not reach that level of an average child, but doesn't mean that they will not learn. No, and I think every child, every child cannot learn the same day. I think it's time that the teachers understood the fact that every day is not a learning day for all the children and every child will not learn in the same way. And that's what like during my sessions also, I always tell that if the child is not learning the way you're teaching, maybe you need to teach the way the child will learn because I think we as educators also need to learn from our children. We need to get inspired from our children. Children. And that is what is going to make, I think, our education holistic in some ways. I mean, absolutely. I mean, if I see my son, I mean, the teachers that he remembers are the teachers who've always been kind with him. He might not have been the best in that subject, yeah. but I think he still, I mean, he would love to go to school and you be in the class and, you know, teachers who've been kind. Yeah. And I think that speaks a lot. He is, you know, he started his first job right now, but if I talk to him, he remembers the teachers who've been kind to him. Yeah, and so you know what? Probably he, yeah, and he ends up putting a little bit more of an effort in that subject. True. And you know, 
it is it is so important yeah. it is so important you know uh, uh, these things that uh, we, I, I feel not only as a teacher even as a parent we need to learn this yeah. we need to learn how important it is to give that much more time to yeah. your child for him to be able to learn and not be you know put off that like yeah. okay i don't want to do it because nahi ho raha hai No, that's what the thing. And I was thinking of uh, a name for this podcast. Okay, so I uh, and this desk doodles just came up, and I was just thinking that you know, doodling is such a beautiful form of expression of a child's imagination, of a child's knowledge at that particular whatever age it may be. It could start from four years onwards or three years onwards, and then go up to you know eighteen or even now. We sometimes when we are sitting and not doing anything, and we are just doodling, right? So it's it's an expression, and I think all um, I don't know, you know, things do change, but on a general basis, I think teachers do stop the children from doodling and scribbling, uh, you know, and uh, but I think it uh, our education system should have a little bit of freedom for that kind of uh, expression, uh, you know, because I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree, especially with. Uh, till the elementary level, till the fifth grade, I feel uh, the the focus should be more on building up their confidence also, right. uh, to let them sometimes do things a little uh, out of the line, yeah. and you know be a little patient. Let them figure it out. Let them, uh, you know. Yes, look for different. Yeah, because see, if we are put in a spot as adults also, if we put on a spot on a stage one day, okay, you know, stand up and just address the twenty-five uh, people in the room. Not everybody would be comfortable, and we as teachers so easily call out a student. Okay, come and stand here and just tell what what the answer is. We just so easily put children in spots. So I think somewhere we need to reflect, and reflection is such an amazing, you know, I think a very big ingredient in education. How to reflect upon things as educators or yes. as students also. And, and I think till elementary level, I think till. Um, Fifth grade, I think you know the children are still learning. They are still in the process of understanding that you know there is not only one way of doing things. Okay, their their way might be the longer way, or you know, we can't stop them and say that nay, this is wrong. Yeah, it is not wrong. It's just that you know their way of exploring. So that gives them yeah. to kind of uh, you know explore and say that okay, so this is the longer way, and they will come back and they will understand what you are saying. They interest them. they 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 gain confidence to spread their wings at least you know they yes. if if you yes. try to clip those wings right in the beginning that that's not the correct way they never have yes. the confidence to you know try it again and you let them try and let you know let them figure it out so and it is so let's jump into the next um, question that i have for you that okay. i think it's a very uh, normal thing what it's uh, such a difficult time that we are all going through this pandemic has i think pushed all of us into a corner and we are trying to design all the educators are trying to figure out how to reach children and the whole education system is being uh, you know uh, challenged on that so what do you think uh, you know what teachers are going through or what is the most difficult part of this kind of education see first of all i really really have to Uh, you know, say thank you to all the teachers who are actually uh, going out of their way to make, uh, you know, to venture into a field which is absolutely not absolutely, comfortable. Absolutely, absolutely. It is very easy for us to point out and say, "Ki okay, you know, uh, probably this was not up to the mark or that." But you know, we all have to realize that it is not that easy to teach out of a screen. Yeah. Uh, to you know, to reach out to children and to understand, uh, you know, uh, to be connected that way. 
So we need to be a little bit patient and also the amount of time that the teachers are spending is not a joke. I have cousins, I have friends who are in this field and I see them working till 12 in the night. So it's not easy. Oh yes. Now having, yeah, having said that, yes, you know, this pandemic has, uh, you know, we need to be creative. Okay. And we, it is not that we can stop the schools also. So yes, the teachers, I think, you know, um, the parents need to be involved. First of all, I should say that at least for the smaller, the kids, you know, the parents definitely need to be involved. Absolutely. You cannot just put Absolutely. the screen in front of the children yeah. and say that, okay, attend the class and you're done. No, it is not possible. It I is think the in general to... also, Deepika, I feel that yeah. it, it's an ecosystem, right? It's the student, yes. the parent and the teacher together. And for uh, all three need to work in tandem to be living and flourishing because not any can survive on its own, right? It has to totally. be in, in connection. See, that, that is a dynamic which is there even when it's not online. Without. Yes, of course. See, that's how it should work. But now since it's online and suppose, you know, I mean, there are, there are, there are so many uh, uh, conversations happening rega- regarding should the teacher, should the children be even taught online. See that you cannot avoid. You can't do that. But I think we all need to get creative and we all need to, uh, you know, the structuring has to be done in such a way or it can be live where, you know, with the elder, with the bigger children, probably sixth grade onwards, it can be live where the children. Teachers are interacting with the uh, students and doing their job. But for smaller kids, I feel, you know, uh, uh, recordings could be made because, see, we cannot expect children to be sitting in front of a screen and expecting them to be paying attention. And also, there is another angle to it, right? Like on uh, on the other side, we always, uh, you know, uh, as parents, they, uh, you know, pull up children that the screen time is so much and the screen time needs to be so much. And here we are in a time where we ourselves have to push them to an extended screen time. Uh, And and after, suppose, uh, four hours of, you know, screen time for uh, classes, if they ask for a screen time for their own fun and we have to put a foot down, are we justified in doing that or... You know, it's such a difficult uh, situation. We can't. See, today's world is all a virtual world. It's an internet. It's a, it's a, it's everything is media. Everything is out there. So, yeah, we need to balance it depending on the age. I feel it, it also depends a lot on the age that you are talking about. If you are talking about, uh, you know, kindergarten and all, I think, you know, it really, really needs to be limited. It really needs to be short. See, to be connected to the teacher, probably you can have a very short, uh, you know, a time where they can interact with the teacher so that you know they don't forget the teacher. Yes. <laughs> I think the te- yeah, the teachers need to record so that you know the parents can see because they're building up the basics, they're building up the foundation of their teaching. So you know, I mean, the teachers could make videos. Uh, you know, interact with. The, I think the interaction with the parents need to be more when it's absolutely. The, uh, that's that's a very key point that you pointed out, Deepika. Because the other day, uh, I think we were uh, in discussion with uh, some of our colleagues. So Deepika and I have worked together uh, at National Public School Koramangala in Bangalore, and uh, we we've had some amazing years. Uh, you know, teaching together, oh, and we best years, learning yes. as well as 
something that you would like to share what you know maybe something that you used during your uh, teaching career uh, in the kindergarten one something uh, incident that you remember that you used and it really you know uh, made the children excited about think, it yeah i think uh, you have to become a kid with the child you have to be that age um uh, that was one thing which you know i nice. used to look when i in school i i could become a kid and not be bothered about you know you just let your inhibitions go Absolutely. so it took some time but i learned and i remember that the way the kids responded yeah. and you know and you become so attuned to each child's needs that you know you know exactly what the child uh, you know is capable of or you know you need to push the child or you know yeah. you just know the children as only possible when you when you actually you need to reach out to become you have to become one of them absolutely and uh, the they'll come every morning you know they'll come and tell you yeah. everything i mean i think parents don't even realize how much their children realize. come and tell their teachers <laughs> oh, you, you, it's so surprising uh, uh, sapna uh, my kids were small i mean my the the uh, students that i was teaching and then when i go to the airport there are instances where i'm recognized even now and the kids are grown up and i need to kind of juggle my head okay oh, it's so wonderful to no it's so wonderful to have them come to me oh. that you know that makes me think probably i would have done something right for them to have remembered so true no the so, because definitely because i strongly feel that one teacher by herself can at least impact 100 children totally at least because it's not just about the classroom that you're going in you're in a school you meet so many children and you're you know just a little smile or what happened darling or you know just a little warm care and your concern takes you a long way as an educator i i totally agree you need to understand see every child has some challenges it happens you know there are children and you know if you give them that much as i told you patience and a little bit more awareness of a child you know we there are always children in the class who have some challenges so if you are a little aware it it really really makes a difference i feel it goes along absolutely yeah. bang on really so i okay i will uh, put one question for you okay so tell me one thing if suppose i was to put the pika sharma to design the present day education system okay and i was to tell you that um, you have uh, three categories and uh, you know uh, you can put um, co curriculars academics and sports okay so okay. how much percentage would you allocate to each and every category according to you you know what i i might sound really weird but i feel that each one of them is important it is it is important for a holistic uh, uh, you know uh, for a child to be exposed to everything is so important absolutely uh, just being a co curricular and making that the best no it doesn't work like that Uh, academics is definitely important. You need to. There's some structure has to be no, there. No denying, no denying that. Yes. Co-curricular will give you a chance to explore your, uh, you know, your creative side. Your, uh, you know, where you can you can use your hands. You can use a creative side and do whatever. And sports definitely, you know, sports again is teaches you a lot about discipline, about teamwork. See, so I cannot just pinpoint one and say that okay, this has to be more and this has to be less. I really feel that you know schools. really need to understand you know i mean and schools are doing i would not say you know they have their own uh, limitations so let's not um, try to you know uh, i that's what i feel that you know as teachers we can do a lot even yeah. in the system that we are in we can do quite a bit but it is very very important to give importance to each and every part of it 
and but in the, at the same time not yeah. at the same time not push the child to be doing 100 things yeah so i feel that yeah so you know take one thing and then you know stick to it for a little while to see whether you are whether your child is able and is enjoying yeah and i also feel that they are not like there should not be like strong lines dividing them i think it's yes. time that they are all merged in like yes. there is no such thing that art cannot be a medium yes. to teach uh, any subject or the sport totally. cannot be a medium to teach any topic these are all these are all things which are interconnected you cannot uh, segregate the problem arises when the focus goes only on one one is yes. when we realize that the child is not equipped to handle anything else and which we see a lot of times that is happening in this virtual world we are living in yeah um so i think it is very important to teach our uh, you know children to be independent Absolutely. uh you know to not make the road for them but you know for the children to them also the figure it out yes, yes. because and yeah. that also uh, brings us to the point that we do need to incorporate ways uh, rather than just rote learning and just give them that freedom like a blank canvas i feel that that education also needs to platform like a blank canvas where they you know explore and experiment with themselves also to know whether i write well or do i uh, you know express myself talking well so those are the yeah. i think also major needs for uh, making education yeah. and you know i've seen people you know change their careers um, uh, you know you know midway doing so it's okay it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay. and you know what today's world has become so open that you know this acceptance is there it's yeah. coming slowly you know in india it still probably takes a little bit of pushing here and there more but yeah it's still you know parents are becoming more open yeah so do you do you remember um, uh, you know anything from your time at uh, school uh, some fun anecdote with your child something that happened that you would like to share with us uh, um uh, okay you mean just generally or uh, yeah just uh, generally just generally. yeah yeah so um, this is actually anecdote this is with my son huh. and uh, i it brings a smile to my face i mean there was a teacher if you remember rinku the part right so uh, rinku i mean she yeah. was a, a senior so these teachers used to have this uh, uh, you know duties during lunch time where they used to go to when the kids could not go out they used to go to this uh, children so my son was in third grade and uh, she went for the lunch uh, you know to give her duty there and uh, suddenly you know my son goes to her that i i lost my ipod i lost my uh, ipod and uh, that shuffle the you know there uh-huh. used to be those programs at that time yeah she said you know it, it obviously bothered her what was a child doing with an ipod and they were yeah. all hunting around she said okay let us find that first and then i'll see what i need to do <laughs> and they were hunting around and he comes up with a small paper with a drawing of an ipod so I that is what he had asked and uh, and she is and she just looked at that and the best thing i liked about it is that she she laughed about it yeah. it was not something that she said it was so it was so uh, it was so innocent and it was yeah. it was such a fun thing that it got Uh, you know we all started laughing after that i think so, that you know, was innocence yeah and the second incident you know is you know what i'm talking about we were sitting doing our work and both you know your daughter and my son were playing in a puddle <laughs> in their white sports uniform oh my and god it was such a wonderful sight to see the care Absolutely. the carefreeness you know the the fun they were having so I yeah i can never forget that vision 
and like you said i think it's the that age is so innocent i still remember you know once uh, during our time together only one of the parents came to me and uh, we were just discussing you know about the child and then she's before leaving she says uh, ma'am you know what happened yesterday we were just passing the school in the evening passing by and uh, so i told my daughter see your uh, school is right there she says can we go and meet ma'am so she says but ma'am will not be there she says no ma'am said that she always is here only so i can come and meet her whenever so oh, you know since of that child so then the parents said then i had to tell her no no because the lights are off so probably ma'am has gone to sleep so for the children i think that teach especially in the pre primary and the primary years i think it's a very very I, I, big impact on uh, yes. so that reminds me of one incident which i feel that you know this is where i Uh, which makes me my heart go warm all the time so there was this particular child who was uh, very hesitant you know every time she was called or it was uh, she was very uh, very timid and you know she used to get very scared uh, so we started working on her uh, me and my colleague prasanna we started working on her we engaged with the parent we used to send extra work for her which was to her level and there came a point after a little bit of uh, you know work with her there came a point when she used to put her hand up because she wanted to be called just because of that little exercise of you know where the parent and the teachers came together to you know it's so uh, you know it's and it still gives me goose pimples when i see her i used to see her and she had that she could she started gaining that confidence to come up raise her hand and she wanted us to call her uh, call i think mom. that that goes a long way to say that a child uh, feels confident because that he knows that there's a teacher behind me who believes in me that is so important as a, parent, I, I guess, as a teacher i think that's the okay. most important thing for a child to be okay. confident and go yes. ahead and do whatever they want because they need to feel that the teacher is right there she believes in me Absolutely. and she's got you know my back yeah. That's he worked hard the parent worked but it is important for the parent to be involved to yes. sapna that's absolutely. very very important especially when you see your child struggling formative yes. years absolutely yeah. thanks thanks the pika i mean i really uh, had an amazing time but before we leave it's not yet uh, okay. uh, do you have a pen and paper around yes okay. i have so what i would like the pika to do is see the, the I, it's desk doodles so we cannot let you go without doodling a little bit right so get that little dipika out of uh, you know from within because i always say that the child in you should always be alive all your life because if that kid okay. in you is alive you will uh, always like to have fun you will always learn and you're going to uh, you know spread joy everywhere so i okay. want a little dipika coming out and doodle something from your memory you know from your school time and later oh. you can you can send me a picture because i'm going to put it up on my podcast artwork and uh, okay. send your name and uh, put the date on it and we will and you know engrain it there right now that you say that i remember i used to make faces quite a bit let's go with that let's go with that it's so i used to make faces quite a bit and i'm going to make that absolutely uh, with the Uh, you know and uh, it's nothing fancy but it was something which i just used to keep making with a uh, you know profile pictures and whatever students don't anyways need to be fancy they just what is in your yes. mind comes out yeah. so while you're you doing i'm going to give you um, you know i'm going to throw a word at you okay? okay and you just tell you give back a word which uh, you know comes to your mind with that can we do that okay okay yeah so i say school bus uh lunch bag 
Awesome. If I say a notebook? Yes, doodling. I used to do that quite a bit. Awesome. And what about a games class? You had a um, I used uh, yes, it reminds me. I used to love playing. We used to love playing a lot with the you know hopscotch. I still remember. Ah. I, but to, we just used to love that time Great. when it was not structured game time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. Yes. Although I used to basketball quite a bit when I was in school. I was in the basketball team, so yeah, that was. Fun. So that that's one thing that I think I came to know today from you because I know a lot about Deepika Sharma, but uh, the basketballer Deepika Sharma is something that I came to know today. So yes, that's great, I, I, great to in, have you. Yes, in in school I was in fact uh, I had won quite a bit in shot put throwing and um, uh, javelin throwing too. Awesome. So yeah, but then that was yeah that was school time. Oh, good. That's um, that's that's where that's that's what student yeah. life is all about: experimenting, trying to figure out what I really want to do. So that's great. So let's have the doodle there. Okay, just a minute, just a minute. I'm just. No worries. Take your time. With so this all is the, just this, you know your is, skills of this, art. The uh, but will it show? Oh, that's nice. So cute. This is something like this is something I used to, you know, work around with hairstyles and you know what not. This, <laughs> this is the the reason I'm making this is this is something I was obsessed with profile. I mean, I was obsessed with faces at a time. And it's so, so, so nice. So just put a name <laughs> yeah. on it, put the today's date, and we will, I, you know, put it on our uh, podcast artwork. Yes, I will send it to you immediately. Thank you. And thank you so, so much. What do you, uh, let's, uh, you know, I would like to sum it up before uh, Deepika leaves for our viewers. Okay. That I think the main thing that came out of our wonderful talk with Deepika Sharma was, I think the highlight was the care and concern that as, as, as an educator, you need to show towards your children. Uh, you need to be the age that you're teaching. You know, that is very important. Yes. And... Uh, Absolutely. Patience, like she says, yes, patience. And I think the if all of us think about incorporating a little bit of uh, music, a little bit of stories, a little bit of games to our regular uh, teaching, we will all together make uh, our education holistic. Total. So I'm absolutely a believer in what you're doing right now. I think stories are the best way of teaching children and Thank reaching you. out to children. Oh. Thanks so much. Uh, and great to you on the talk, Deepika. It was so wonderful remembering those beautiful uh, things from our working together. Yes. And yes. I'm sure our viewers have enjoyed it. So let us know if you need anything else. Thank you. No, thank you so much. And all the best, Sapna. Um, I'm sure this is going to fly. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Deepika. Bye-bye. See you again. Bye-bye. Take care.